female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. We're bringing back the Grief of the Week segment. I've got fucking hay fever, and that's my Grief of the Week. Okay? What is happening? Uh, My eyes feel like... Like a bug laid some other little bugs on my eyes and my mouth feels like just it's filled with cotton. Um, so if you notice a, <laughs> a steep decline in the quality of my audio, it's not just the microphone. It's my fucking head. Um, blame the months of uh, May, June, July in Australia because that's when my sinuses decide that they want to feel like they're filled with sand. Uh, anyway, group for the week over. <laughs> Welcome back to Man Eaters, the only true crime podcast on the entire internet where all the killers are real animals. Uh, whether it's biting, scratchings, maulings, or clawings, we're here to talk about it. I'm your host, Big Papa Plump, uh, <laughs> Jimmy. My name's James. I feel like I don't mention that enough on the show. And then someone messaged me and was like, I actually don't know what your actual name is. Because um, I don't have my name on the on the title of the show or the, the artwork of the show. Because I think that's, I don't know, it's kind of lame. I'm a, I'm a humble boy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it does work against me when, the, when you don't know who's hosting the show. So all jokes aside, my name is James. You can call me Jim. You can call me Jimmy. You can call me Jimba. You can call me Jimbo Jones. I don't really care. You can call me fucking piece of shit. It's just words. I don't, I'm not going to listen to you unless you send me an email or a phone call or something like that. I'm not going to even know you called me that. So how's that for a win? You little bitch, you fucking little bitch with your fucking bitch hair. Sorry guys. I'm just, the hay fever is just really fucking with me guys. (laughs) Um, what's worse than hay fever? Ice cold. Just kidding. Uh, it's, um, (laughs) such a bad joke. That is just for me. I'm laughing at my own delirium. Um, what is worse than hay fever? Uh, shark attacks when you're going swimming in South Africa. Uh, that's right. We're on to part two of our series of sharks and slaughter in South Africa. Last week, we talked about all the shark attacks that occurred from 1940 to, I believe, 1980. And this week, we're tackling everything since then until the current date, uh, 2023. Uh, there is, of course, also a bonus episode on our Patreon. I've just uploaded uh, everything prior to 1940, as well as a bunch of unknowns. So there were a lot of people that were attacked whose bodies just turned up, and we don't know when they died. That's on the list, too. So if you want to go listen that you can go to the patreon patreon.com slash man it is i have just noticed that we're down to one patron uh but it's a beautiful patron dawn uh who's one of the day ones who's been supporting the show for like years i uh, really want to shout out uh, my appreciation to her if you would like to join dawn in the ranks of the beasts of the broadcast and pals of the program you can do so uh just head over to man eaters uh, on patreon and have a little looky loo cancel anytime uh but it does help me out so much uh you have no idea so yeah Go and listen to that episode, uh, and if you don't like it, then you can cancel and fuck off. It's, it's totally up to you. But uh, enough about that. Enough about money. Oh, I hate talking about money. It's so gross. Let's talk about something more tactful. Let's talk about people being killed by sharks, shall we? Uh, okay, so we're going to jump right into it now. Uh, beware, uh, as I said last week, um, you, the the area, the word you're going to hear a lot is KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, that just means the south 
coast of South Africa. So if if I don't say where it is, assume it's there. Otherwise, I will mention that it's in like the Western Cape or the Eastern Cape. Uh, KwaZulu-Natal essentially just means South Coast. So without further adieu, let's get back into that list and talk about all the fatal South African shark attacks in history. So we're starting our list back off in the 1980s, and the first person on our list is a 52-year-old named Ray Booth, a rather unfortunate soul who was killed on March 30th of 1980 in the uh, area of KwaZulu-Natal called Um uh, Umdhoti. I can't pronounce that, guys. U-M-D-H-L-O-T-I. Umdhoti. Umdloti? Umdloti, maybe? Uh, he was killed by a shark attack. Ray Booth, uh, sorry, he was ki- obviously killed by a shark attack. He was killed by a tiger shark. Ray Booth disappeared while crayfishing with his son. The next day, the search team found Booth's mostly devoured son. The wounds seemed to be inflicted by a tiger shark. However, he could have drowned first. 27-year-old named Alex McCunn was the second person in the 80s killed. On June 29, 1982, uh, in the Eastern Cape Province, he was killed by a great white shark. McCunn was surfing when two other surfers heard him shout. They looked to the direction that they heard the voice and saw McCunn get pulled off his board. Over the next hour, they watched the victim get viciously attacked by the shark, and with all the blood in the water, attracting even more sharks into the area. A shark eventually swam away from shore with what was left of the body. McCunn's body was never recovered. The shark involved was a great white shark, about 8 feet in length and weighing over 200 pounds. That is quite a fuck story. Uh, The next victim, we don't know his name, but he was a black man and he was aged between 25 and 30 years old. Uh, On January 11th, 1983, he met his end at the, well I was going to say at the hands, at the teeth of multiple sharks in an area of KwaZulu-Natal, which I don't know if I can pronounce, are... uh, Aman Zim Toti. That's where he died. On the morning of January 15th, 1983, a body of a black man washed ashore. Most of the body had been devoured by sharks. It appeared a shark had bitten his foot while he was still alive. However, it is unknown if this is what caused his death, as he could have drowned before he was bitten. Adrian Heyman died on July 22nd, 1984, in Cape Point, Western Cape Province, by an unknown species of shark. This attack took place during a spearfishing competition. Other competitors soon noticed that Heyman was missing. Despite looking, they only found his spear gun. The divers then argued whether he had died from drowning or not. A month later, his shark-bitten body washed ashore. However, it is likely that Heyman drowned before sharks attacked him. A man named Richard Anton Oles, 21 years old, died. Uh, on Swede Afrikaans or oh Ondewena what the fuck is this word it doesn't matter he died in the Western Cape province December 22nd 1986 by a great white shark Oles was a boogie boarder when he was when he yelled he was being taken by a shark his friend who was with him paddled to the beach and got two lifesavers who pulled him to shore he was given first aid but they soon realized they needed to get him to a hospital he died en route to the hospital he bled out after a bite on his leg severed his femoral artery. The teeth marks on his wound indicated a great white shark that was at least 10 feet long. And our last victim in the 1980s was a man uh, named Jero Van Nykerk. 
who was 29 years old, and he died in the Western Cape province from a great white shark attack on November 18th, 1989. Van Nierkerk was, <laughs> Nierkerk, I think his name is, Van Nierkerk, was a spearfishing and freediving alone when he disappeared. A few days later, his shark-bitten leg washed up on shore. Besides that, his body was never recovered. Two months before that, Van Nierkerk had been non-fatally attacked by a shark. God damn. He, that is so unlucky, man. You think that you're going to be, if you're going to be attacked by a shark, you think it's just going to happen once. Either you get, get attacked by a shark and you die, or it's one of those, you become one of those people that is like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a shark bite survivor. And to be attacked twice is pretty, uh, pretty extraordinary and very unfortunate for him. Uh, moving on to the 1990s, uh, obviously the most important decade because that's when I was born. Uh, but also for me, obviously, it makes this more real. A lot of these people could have been born, uh, you know, when I was born. Uh, or sorry, could have died when I was born. Um, Monique Price, 21 years old, June 24th, 1990. She died in Mossel Bay in uh, Western Cape Province by a great white shark. Price was diving to recover an anchor with others when a shark grabbed her left thigh and pulled her under the surface. When she surfaced, her diving partners pulled her onto the support boat. They gave her first aid and radioed for an ambulance to meet them when they reached land. She was quickly taken to the hospital, but by the time she, they reached her, she was dead. She died from blood loss after having severe injuries to her left thigh, including having her femoral and pulpital arteries severed. Gabriel Francois de Wet Rise, I think that's his name, was 29 years old when he died in Arniston, Western Cape, by a great white shark attack on April 2nd, 1994. De Wet Rise was spearfishing when he disappeared. Initially, it was thought that he had drowned, but pieces of his wetsuit were found bearing cuts. It appeared as if someone was wearing the hood of the wetsuit at the time of the attack. If he'd been alive at the time of the attack, the attack would have been fatal. A man named Bruce Corby died seven days later at the age of 22 on July 9th, 1994 in East London, which is in Eastern Cape Province by a great white shark. Corby was surfing at Nahoon Reef when a shark grabbed his leg. Another surfer pulled him ashore. They put a tourniquet around his stump and waited for the ambulance to arrive. He died at the hospital later. He died from blood loss after his leg was severed above the knee. Uh, a man, I can't, I'm not going to even pretend to be able to pronounce his name, but his last name was Mpanza. I'm going to call him that. On January 24th, 1995, he died at Isipingo Beach in KwaZulu-Natal by a tiger shark attack. Mpanza, Mr. Mpanza, was doing training exercises at Tiger Rocks when a shark dragged him under the water. He was pulled to shore and lifesavers initiated CPR and paramedics came to try and revive him for nearly an hour, but he died and was pronounced dead on the beach. He died from blood loss after his right femoral artery was severed. Mark Penches, 25 years old, was the next victim. He died on July 21st, 1997 in the Eastern Cape province from a great white shark attack. Penches was surfing at Breezy Point when a shark attacked him. Witnesses saw a patch of blood in the water that widened. Witnesses then saw a shark swimming out to sea. After retrieving the body, people tried to revive him, but it did not help. He was already dead. Ian James Hill was a 39-year-old who died in Pringles Bay, Western Cape Province. Yes, Pringles Bay. That's... Now I'm hungry. Uh, December 28th, 1997. He died from an unknown shark attack. It's unconfirmed what shark attacked him, but it was most likely a great white shark. 
Hill was spearfishing when witnesses saw a fin stick out of the water, followed by turbulence and blood in the water. Despite looking, Hill's body was never recovered. The next victim's name is simply put as Mr. M. Mr. M was 28 years old, and he died in the summer of 1998 in Transky, which is the eastern Cape province. A great white shark was responsible for his death. Mr. M was surfing with friends at Hole in the Wall when he was attacked by a shark. They found his body an hour later with a right leg severed along with a severed artery on the left leg. One thing that keeps coming up is that the death seems to be caused a lot by blood loss. Um, blood loss caused by, a, you know, a severed femoral artery, which, which is very... Femoral artery is the one in, in your thigh that goes up through your groin. Um, yeah, that's it's a pretty big one. If you if you get that cut, you're dead in like a couple minutes, maybe 15 minutes, you'd be, you'd be gone. Uh, Anton DeVos, 20 years old, died on June 22nd, 1998 in Ganubi Point on the Eastern Cape Province by a great white shark attack. DeVos was boogie boarding when a shark bit him on the right calf and left thigh. Both of his hands were lacerated. That afternoon, his leg was amputated surgically above the knee. However, due to the massive blood loss, he passed away the following afternoon. And the final person uh, who died in the 1990s and hands down has the best name of anyone on the list so far was a 15-year-old named Hercules Pretorius, which is a fucking fantastic name. Uh, July 15, 1999, in Bruffles Bay, Western Cape Province, he was killed by an unknown species of shark. Hercules Pretorius was body surfing with friends when they noticed blood in the water. His friends pulled him to shore and medical personnel arrived, but by the time they could reach Pretorius, he was unfortunately dead. He died after a bite on his right side. Well, moving on now to the 2020, to, sorry, to the 20, to 2020s, the 2000s, the 2000s. Why couldn't I think of that? Uh, the first few years of the 2000s were Sands shark attack or Sands fatal shark attack. Unfortunately, that streak came to an end on September 12th, 2003. David Bornman was a 19-year-old who died in Nordhook in Western Cape Province. Bornman was boogie boarding with his friends when a shark grabbed him and pulled him under the water. The shark then let go. While the rest went to the beach, Bornman rode a wave to shore. There, rescue personnel tried to save him, but he'd lost too much blood and he died. The bite extended from his left rib cage to his buttock. The bodyboard was ripped to pieces, in quotation marks. Wow. Selden Lee... Or Sel sorry, Selden G, 22, 20, oh my goodness, 21 years old. I'm sorry about my reading today, guys. It's, it's the hay fever. I can't see shit. He died on November 27th, 2003 in Sodwana Bay, KwaZulu-Natal, by an unconfirmed species, but probably a tiger shark. G was spearfishing with two friends when he disappeared. The police were notified and boats were soon sent to look for him. They did not find his whole body, but they did find a hand and some wetsuit material. Since he was free diving and not scuba diving, he could have drowned and then have been consumed. A four-meter tiger shark was observed in the area. Uh, a person with the last name of Mayaba, I don't know how to pronounce the first name, Mayaba, age 21, on June 2nd, 2004, died in Pearly Beach, Western Cape Province from a great white shark. Now, Mr. Mayaba was a poacher and they were swimming to shore with a group after poaching abalone, abalone from Dyer Island. A shark grabbed him and ripped his leg off. The others swam back to shore and told authorities his body was found several days later. Now, 
We've noticed that a lot of these people have been young people. Unfortunately, here's an older person who's died. Uh, their name was Tyna Webb. She was seven, they were 77 years old. They died November 15th, 2004 in Fishhook Bay in Western Cape Province from a great white shark. Webb was swimming when a shark grabbed her and pulled her under the surface. The shark then started to swim to sea with Webb in its mouth, leaving only a red swimming cap and a pool of red water. The uh, attack was witnessed by several people on shore. Emergency services called, uh, were called by a witness and started searching for her. They never found her body, but a helicopter saw a large shark in the water. Surrounding beaches were closed. The shark is estimated to be 18 to 20 feet long. That is such an interesting story. I think that it's worth looking up uh, the file on sharkattackfile.net, uh, which is a fantastic resource, which all essentially all of these deaths are... Uh, uh, th this is the source for them. So... There's quite a lot of information here. Let's read it. Uh, the activity, she was swimming uh, on Monday, the 15th of November, 2004. The attack took place in False Bay off Fishhook Beach in the Western Cape province of South Africa. Uh, her name was Tyna Webb, as we said. She was a 77-year-old female who had been swimming at the same beach six days a week for 17 years. Wow. A friend, Bryony Whitehead, described her as an elegant, strong swimmer, but thought she might have been caught off guard uh, at the time because her favorite stroke was backstroke. At the time of the attack, she was wearing a red, a red swimming cap. Webb was born in uh, Blofleiten and obtained a BA, majoring in English and Latin from the University of the Free State. She taught English in Pretoria and Linden High School in Johannesburg and also lectured at the Sawato uh, Teachers Training College. In 1987, Webb and her husband, Jan, moved to Cape Town and then to Sunny Cove in 1987. Since her husband's death 11 years ago, she's been living alone. Quotes, she was a remarkable, brilliant woman. Many people will fondly remember her, also the many black children she helped put through school said her niece, Mimi Grayling, of Johannesburg. Webb leaves five children and eight grandchildren. Her daughter, Isabel, is married to Dr. Tom Spies. Another daughter, Kath uh, sorry, Catherine Matty, lives in Hermanus, where her husband runs a restaurant in Onrus. Two sons, Harry and Hans, respectively live in New York and Philadelphia, and John, her younger son, lives in Durban. Let's uh, read a little bit about the attack. Uh, okay. So, oh, there's a photo of her. She looked good for 77 years old. I've got to say that. She, look, she, she looks fit. Tyna Webb was swimming alone about 60 meters off Jaeger Walk. Fisherman Jeffrey Andreas, who saw the attack through binoculars, said Webb had been doing a backstroke, swimming directly into the path of the shark. Tim Atkins, in a car, a car, sorry, in a car, in a car high on the mountainside, oh, Tim Atkins, in a car high on the mountainside, was one of a dozen witnesses who saw the attack. I suddenly saw a shark coming at great speed from the Calc Bay end of the beach towards where the woman was swimming, he said. The shark hardly slowed down. It just hit her and the water was full of blood. It made two turns, grabbed her in the side and pulled her under the water. The shark then turned and headed out to sea. I think it had the woman in its jaws. Wow. There's more in this uh, in this file. Uh, it's worth having a look at. I'll link to the I'll link to it. But um, yeah, what I'll do is I'll link to the Wikipedia page where all this is collated, and then you can click any of the sources. But it is it is really interesting. That one's a really sad one. Poor woman. 
Uh, it's, it's, it's hard when you know that they're really good people as well. But before there was a poacher, and I don't I don't really have much sympathy for poachers, but um, but this woman was just like swimming in the same spot for 17 years. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's move on. Henry Murray, 22 years old, was killed in Miller's Point by a great white shark on June 4th of 2005. This attack took place at False Bay. That's where uh, Tyner was also killed. Murray was spearfishing with a friend when he saw a shark. The shark grabbed him and pulled him under the water. The shark swam away and his friend swam to shore to get help. Fishermen and emergency services then started to search the area. The attack was witnessed by people on shore. Several of Murray's belongings were recovered, including his spear gun and swim fin, but they never found his body. Witnesses estimated the shark to be 16 feet long. On August 14, 2005, an unknown person was killed. Uh, we don't know what shark killed them. Someone was walking along the beach when they came across a foot floating in the water, severed above the ankle. It looked as though it had been chewed off. Many believed the foot was, victims, or was from a shark attack victim. Lorenzo Krauts, 17 years old, died on March 22, 2006 in Port Alfred, Eastern Cape Province, by an unknown shark. Krauts had been swimming with friends when, he'd, when he was swept out to sea by a current. The next day, his body washed up on shore with shark bites out of him. He could have drowned before being consumed. Uh... Sibula, uh, I, I'm very sorry for anyone with a you know a non-Anglo name. I'm I'm notoriously really bad at them. I'm trying my best. Sibulu, uh, it's S I B U L E L E. Sibulel, Sibulel, yeah, Sibulel, uh, Masiza, Sibulel Masiza. I'm just gonna call him Miss Masiza. Uh, was age 24, January 14, 2007. Uh, they died from a tiger shark attack at Port St. John's, Eastern Cape Province. Masiza went body so, uh, sorry went bodyboarding alone. He was never seen again. Oh, I thought it was a girl. He was never seen again, uh, but his shredded swim fin washed ashore later. An expert suggested it was a tiger shark. We still have five people left in the 2000s who died. Uh, a person with the last name of Mayaba died. They were aged 21 on uh, January 13, 2009, in Garns Bay, in Western Cape Province. While poachers were at Dyer Island poaching abalone, Mayaba was killed by a great white shark. A 27-year-old was killed, uh, named uh, Bang... Uh, Bangilzwi? Uh, Bangil... Oh, God, this name is really difficult. Bangilzwi. Okay, sure. Uh... Bangalswee was swimming with friends when he was attacked. The shark severed his right arm, shoulder, and part of his back and buttock. It was unconfirmed what shark had attacked him. It was either a tiger shark or a bull shark. Uh, a 16-year-old with the last name Mengale uh, died in uh, Port St. John on the Eastern Cape Province on March 21st, 2009. Mengale was in the water surfing with others when he screamed and a pool of red water surrounded him. A surfing instructor and lifeguard pulled him from the water, but he died 30 minutes later after being bitten on the thighs and buttocks. Gerhard Van Ziel, 25 years old, died on August 29th, 2009 in Glenada, Western Cape Province from a great white shark bite. Van Ziel was surfing with a friend when a shark grabbed him and pulled him off his surfboard. Van Ziel surfaced and his friend and another surfer pulled him to shore and wrapped a wetsuit around his wound. He was then flown to hospital where he was pronounced dead. He died after getting his legs severed below the knee. The shark involved was a four meter great white shark. 
the final person who died in the 2000s, uh, only a few weeks before the end of the year, December 18, 2009. Uh, this person's name is also very difficult for me to pronounce. Their last name was Unduva. Uh, so Unduva died. Uh, the attack, well, from an unknown uh, shark attack. This attack took place at Second Beach. Unduva was paddling uh, was paddleboarding. His hands shot up as a shark pulled him under the water. His body was found almost a week later. Wow. All right, we're going to jump into the 2010s, and then obviously there's only a few attacks that have occurred in the 2020s since there's only been three years. So we are nearing the end of our list. Um, again, I do want to apologize for my pronunciation of some of these names. It's not, I'm not proud of how badly I am. If I had some time ahead of time to learn how to say them, it would be good. But I am just seeing them for the first time. So uh, forgive me. Um, Lloyd Skinner was the first person to die in the 2010s. He was 37 years old when he died on January 12th in Fish Hook in West, Western Cape Province from a great white shark. Skinner was standing in chest-deep water in False Bay when a white shark bit him. Skinner signaled for help. The shark then pulled him under the water. When he surfaced, the shark bit him again. Helicopters and boats were sent out to find him, but they couldn't. Uh, this person's last name was Mimosa. Uh, not in the fun mimosa way, like a drink, like M-O-M-O-Z-A, Momoza. They were 29 years old. Momoza was swimming back to the mainland uh, in a group after collecting abalone. Is it abalone or abalone? I feel like it's abalone. A shark grabbed him and pulled him under the surface. Too scared for their lives, the rest of the group swam to shore and told authorities what had happened. This person died on September 21st, 2010 on Dyer Island. Zama... Uh, Ndamase, Ndamase, yeah, 16 years old, died on January 15th, 2011 at Port St. John's, Eastern Cape Province from a bull shark attack. This attack occurred at Second Beach. Ndamase was swimming with a surf club when a shark bit him. He tried to reach the shore but bled to death before he made it out of the water. He died after the shark bit his left thigh and severed his femoral artery. Uh, the next person, this name I actually can pronounce because it's quite simple. It's just Warren Smart. Warren Smart died on the 28th. I'm sorry, he died at age 28 on the 21st of May 2011. Warren Smart was fish was spearfishing at a depth of about 12 meters. He was trying to remove a fish from a hook when the shark bit his thigh. People on his support boat pulled him on and started for shore. When they tried, when they did reach the shore, paramedics were there and tried to stop the blood from coming out, but he died. He had severe lacerations along his thigh. He died in Levin Point, KwaZulu Natal, from a bull shark attack. The next person's name was Tim Van Heerden. He died at the age of 49 on August 23rd in 2011 uh, at Kirbooms River Mouth in Western Cape Province. This attack took place at Lookout Beach. Van Heerden was surfing and spotted a shark and yelled to other people who were surfing. The shark pulled him off his board. When he was trying to get back on the surfboard, the shark pulled him in again. A surfer came to his aid and pulled him onto the shore. He was able to get to the hospital alive, but he died later. He died after having two bites, one on his thigh and one on the groin. His femoral artery was severed. The involved white shark was about eight meters, eight, eight feet in length. This next attack took place on January 15th in 2012 at Port St. John's, Eastern Cape Province from a bull shark. This attack occurred at Second Beach. The victim was in waist-deep water with his friends when the shark attacked him. He tried to fight back while others rushed from the water. Lifesavers came and put, put him on a surfboard to use as a stretcher, but he died on his way to hospital. He had severe lacerations to his right torso, shoulder, arm, and leg. 
David Lillenfield, 20 years old, died on April 19th, 2012 in False Bay from a great white shark attack. This incident took place at Dappet Sagat. Lillenfield was lying on his bodyboard when a shark fin appeared. Lillenfield tried to fight off the shark, but it bit his leg. He was pulled ashore, but by the time paramedics reached him, he was dead. He died from blood loss after his leg was severed at the hip. It is believed the shark responsible was a white shark about 15 feet in length. Lila Sibili was 20 years old when this person was killed on December 25th, 2012, oh, last Christmas. Damn, that's sad. This attack took place at Second Beach. Lifeguards saw a shark fin and tried to get everyone out of the water, but Sibili was farther out. Witnesses saw him get bitten by the shark and the water turned red with blood. Lifeguards did not immediately enter the water because they were scared of the shark. Sibili's body was never recovered, only his swimming trunks were ever found. It's believed he was killed by a tiger shark. Uh, this person's name sounds very German. Berghurt van der uh, Versen... <laughs> Worsen Zen. At least you can say I'm not just bad at like African names. This weird African, this weird uh, German name is is also throwing me off. Uh, we're just gonna call him Birgit. He died on October 11th, 2013, in Jeffreys Bay on the Eastern Cape Province by a great white shark. This attack took place at Lower Point while uh, Birgit was swimming. Witnesses saw a commotion in the water and then a shark attacking a body. Witnesses then paddled out on his kayak to see a shark eating a body. Then the NSRI retrieved the body. It is believed the shark responsible was about four meters in length and was a great white shark. Friedrich Bergstaller, 66 years old, died in Port St. John's from a bull shark attack. Bergstaller was standing in waist-deep water at Second Beach when the shark attacked him, biting his leg. He started to wade to shore, but he fell. Bergstaller tried to punch the shark, but his arm went straight into the shark's mouth, and the shark severed it. Oh my god. A current then swept him out from the shore. He tried to swim back with only one arm, but succumbed to his injuries. They saw his body floating to shore and retrieved it. His arm was severed, and a large part of his body below the waist was gone. An expert suggested a bull shark about 2 meters or, or 6.5 feet in length. That is a crazy story. Um, we're going to have to look that one up, I think. Uh, there's a photo of the man. Okay. Uh, okay, narrative. There's quite a lot of information here. Let's read this. <clears throat> Described as active and fit despite retiring last year, Frederick Bergstaller was keen to get in some swimming once he and his tourism group had arrived at the spot. He was in the water with his wife and facing shoreward when the, when the shark attacked. Off-duty lifeguard uh, Sizwe Dusubana heard the wife's screams and saw the man being pushed into the air as the sorry saw the man being pushed into the air as the shark bit the lower part of his body. He said the man then tried to run but fell. He turned around to face the shark and tried to hit it on the head, but his jaws were wide open and his arm fell right in between his teeth and the arm was gone, said the lifeguard. Uh, together with this lifeguard, other lifeguards watched helplessly as the man fought for his life. Quote, he collapsed and the current started dragging him out to sea. His head was bobbing in and out of the water and you could see that he was still alive and fighting. They estimate that the man was alive for about 20 minutes after the shark attack, trying to swim to shore despite one of his arms being written off. Uh, one of the lifeguards said that they telephoned for help, trying to get a boat out to aid the man, but no one was available. We went out on the street and stopped cars, asking if people had boats or jet skis. About an hour later... 
where they were told that the body was floating back to shore. They climbed onto the sharp rocks and swam about 30 metres to grab the man. We pulled him out of the water, trying not to hold him where he was bitten, said the lifeguard. Uh, Neil Clayton and Amanda Weissenberg, who owned a lodge nearby, arrived on site. Clayton covered the man with a sarong as a crowd gathered. The body was taken to a nearby village. That is a fucking crazy story, man. Imagine just like trying to punch a shark and your fist goes through the shark's mouth. Yikes. Leopold Mayerhuber. This is the second last person on the uh, in the 2010, so I think that makes him the fifth last on our list overall. Leopold Mayerhuber was 68 years old, died on April 12, 2017, in Proda Banks, KwaZulu-Natal. Mayerhuber was an experienced master scuba instructor diving with a charter group. Once the group surfaced, they realized Mayerhuber was missing. According to some reports, only his legs and pieces of his wetsuit were recovered. A coroner was unable to determine whether or not he'd been, if he died before the first attack. And our last victim of the 2010s, uh, I'm pretty sure you pronounce this, Civil, uh, Civil, oh God, Civil Isle, Civil Isle, Zelana. I'm going to call her Zelana. 34 years old, died on September 3rd, 2017 in Dyer Island, Western Cape from a great white shark attack. Zelana was swimming with a group of poachers to Dyer Island to poach abalone. He was swimming a few meters in front of the group when a shark grabbed him and pulled him underwater and then resurfaced with him in his jaws. The group swam away and Zelana's body was later retrieved via a rescue boat. There you go. We've got three names left on our list. These all occurred in the 2020s very recently. The most recent one in 2022. Uh, so let's just get through those now and then we will take a break. Robert Fraudenstein uh, died in Chinsa, Eastern Cape, from a great white shark attack on April 13th, 2021. Uh, Frauenstein was bodyboarding alone. His body was never recovered, but his board was found with teeth marks believed to be from a huge great white shark. Bruce Wolev died over a year later in June 28th, 2022, from a great white shark attack. Bruce Wolev was swimming in the bay when a white shark attacked him. A large great white shark was filmed swimming in the area shortly after the attack. He died in Plettenberg Bay, Western Cape. And the last person on the list was named Kimon uh, Bisogno, uh, <laughs> but her nickname was Kiki. Uh, yeah. Uh, she died at the age of 38 at Plettenberg Bay, same as Bruce Wolof, uh, on September 25th, 2022, so not even a year ago. Just before 8 a.m., uh, Kiki entered the water for an early morning swim with her husband and five-year-old daughter. God, the five-year-old was there. She was in waist-deep water, two to three uh, waves from the beach. That's an interesting way to, to judge distance from a beach, but there you go. Two to three waves from the beach when a 13-foot great white shark grabbed her. Witnesses heard her scream and the shark took her underwater. The National Sea Rescue Institute was alerted and launched a rescue vessel and found her body 50 yards from where she was attacked. Um, since this is the last one on the list, let's let's splurge out and see if we can find the uh, the file on this one. Oh, that's interesting. This one actually leads to a news article, not sharkfile.net. Let's read it. Okay. Uh, come on, Kiki... Bisogno, 38 years old, was on holiday on September 25th with her daughter Luna and the love of her life, Diego Milsini. Just before 8am, uh, Kiki entered the water for an early morning swim. 
She was in waist-deep water two to three ways from the beach when the shark attacked. Witnesses report hearing screams and turn to see Kiki disappear under the waves. Surfers and other swimmers in the area quickly exited. The NSRI was alerted, launching a rescue vessel and finding her body 50 yards from where she was attacked. An initial report indicates a 13-foot great white shark was responsible. Kiki was a co-owner of a pizzeria with her husband and volunteered at the OBS Pasta Kitchen that served homemade pasta to homeless people once a week. God damn it. That's so sad. Um, she described the goal of the kitchen to develop relationships with the needy and establish how we can help them, not just by giving them handouts, but by creating special bonds. So ultimately, there will be nobody at this pasta kitchen. It'll just be a celebration of friends coming to re-meet. She sounded like a really great person. The rest of this article talks about the, the Bruce Wolov uh, attack, um, which we won't go into. So there, there you go. Everyone, that is it. That is our entire list of shark attacks in South Africa from all the way pre-1932, 2023, or 2022, I should say. Uh, thankfully, no attacks this year have been recorded, at least fatal attacks, that is. We're going to take a break now, and we will come back with the rest of our episode. Uh, yeah, have a drink, get a coffee, have a cry, go and do a wee, and I'll see you in a few minutes. And we are back. Did you have a good break? I'll tell you what I did. I uh, watched some Ted Lasso clips on, on TikTok. And I'm thinking, should I watch that show? Is anyone out there watching Ted Lasso? I know it's over, but that feels like it's a really good time to start a series. It's like, you know, when, when it just finishes the last episode, you can go through and watch the whole thing in one go. Uh, and you don't have to wait. I don't know. I finished watching Succession. Um, I was watching that every week when that was coming out. That's definitely something you should be watching. Um, speaking of what you should be watching, or more you know, accurately, what you should be listening to, uh, let's talk about our Scratch of the Day. Well, it's the segment where we look at articles in the news about animal attacks, animal-human confrontation, and basically anything that our creepy, crawly, hairy, berry friends have been getting up to. Uh, we have three interesting stories today. Um, as always, I haven't read the stories yet. Uh, I like to discover them with you. Uh, our first one, this, one, this one's quite sad. Um, a 70-year-old grandmother has been mauled to death by a family dog. Um, the article reads... A 70-year-old British grandmother was mauled to death by her family's dog as she sunbathed in her backyard on Friday, making her at least the fifth person to die from dog attacks in the UK this year. The woman, who has not yet been identified, died after the canine pounced on her outside her home in Bedworth, Warwickshire. Her 49-year-old daughter desperately tried to fight the dog off as it attacked her mother, but she was also bitten and unable to stop the fatal mauling. The daughter was treated at the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries, and both she and her husband, 52, were arrested for allegedly owning a banned breed of dog. The couple has not been identified. It is unclear what breed of dog attacked the woman, but UK legislation has banned all American pit bull terriers, Japanese tossers, doggo argentinios, and the filler Brasilio breeds. UK law also bans any dogs that are dangerously out of control, and a neighbour told the Daily Mail that the pet resembled a mastiff. Police say it was a banned breed, but I'm not sure, the neighbor said. I don't know what it was. Quite a size with a big head, a bulldog mastiff type. When the dog's owner said he got it, he said he was, it was a rare breed and there were only six in the country, added the neighbor, who did not want to be named. The man, who lives across the street from where the grandmother was killed, said the family kept the dog in the back garden and he never saw it show signs of aggression. No one knows why it attacked or killed this poor woman. It could have gone crazy after being stung by a bee or it could have seen something wrong with its brain, it said. 
It could have been anything. Another neighbor who refused to be named said the uh, said that the uh, subgenarian appeared healthy before the fatal attack. I heard the air ambulance coming over and I saw the other emergency services turn up, they said. I had no idea of the breed of dog, but it was a big one and it lived outside. Warwickshire Police Superintendent Sutherland Lane said the investigation is still ongoing and urged anyone with information about the incident to come forward. Thankfully, the dog attacks of this nature are exceedingly rare in the UK, but I recognise this will be deeply upsetting for the local community, he said. Yeah, really, uh, that's really upsetting. Um, if you listen to our, uh, you know, Beware the Dog series about, you know, three or four months ago, um, where we went through all the dog attacks in the in the US, um, yeah, you'll know that there's a lot of things that this have in common. A lot of times it's a family pet that attacks a relative, like uh, an extended relative. So it may not be the, the owner's direct owner, uh, sorry, the dog's direct owner that it kills, but it'll be that person's mum or, you know, daughter or baby or something like that. So obviously really upsetting story that. Uh, we'll move on now. Uh, a woman was almost gored to death after trying to touch a bison in Yellowstone National Park. We've talked about bisons on this show, you know, in January this year. And um, yeah, you're not supposed to touch them. People forget that. A woman was nearly gored by a bison after she tried to touch it in Yellowstone National Park. A video posted to Instagram by tourists of Yellowstone, credited to Russ Bjorn, shows a group of people on a walkway within the park right next to the massive animal. A woman can be seen extending her hand, trying to pet the bison. However, it then lunges forward as if it's about to charge. The woman runs away, falling over as she does. She and the rest of the group can be heard squealing in fright. The bison... Fortunately, does not move any further forward and leaves the woman and the rest of the party alone. Newsweek has, con Newsweek has contacted the park for a comment. In Yellowstone, the bison population ranges from 2,300 to 5,500 animals. They can become very aggressive if they are approached and feel threatened. The bovines are actually responsible for more injuries in Yellowstone National Park than any other animal. For this reason, the National Park Service enforces a rule wherein all visitors must stay at least 25 yards away from bison at all times. Bison weigh up to 2,000 pounds and are capable of throwing grown men in the air like ragdolls, according to NPS. On average, bisons injure one or two people in Yellowstone each year, according to a 2018 study. Owing to bison's herd instincts, they are sensitive to outsiders and are easily agitated when they feel threatened, according to the NPS website. Despite their large size, they're able to run much faster than humans, up to 35 miles per hour. Most bison attacks occur when people ignore the 25-yard rule or get too close. In June last year, a 71-year-old visitor at Yellowstone National Park was gored by a bison if she came too close to the animal. This was the third such attack within the span of a few months at the time. Yeah, the article continues, but um, we're going to leave it there because it's a lot of information that we've talked about on the show before. Go listen to the Death in Yellowstone Park episode if you're interested, or series, I think it was. Um, yeah, lots of in information about bisons. Uh, I think one thing with bisons that people you know, tend to forget is that they are actual animals. There's such a connection to the spiritual world associated with, with bison and American buffalo. People want to touch them. They want to connect to nature. And because they look rather, you know, rather gentle, they think it's okay to just give it a little pat. Um, but no, they're not. They're, they're animals. They're extremely dangerous and they're massive and they will, you know, they will kill you. There was a story in Yellowstone National Park in the book Death in Yellowstone uh, a long time ago, but a, a guy went up to a bison and patted it and he just got gored through the liver. Like, it just impaled him. And the guy died moaning in pain. Um, and there are many stories like that, so it's not a good idea to, to mess with those animals at all. Okay, 
Our final story. Um, oh no, am I going to be able to read it? <laughs> CBS has, a, has an ad blocker thing on. Um, bear kills an Italian jogger. Reportedly, is the same animal that attacked father and son in 2020. Prosecutors in Italy said on Wednesday that a bear that killed a jogger in the Alps last week uh, last week previously had attacked two other people. Reuters reports. Andre Papi, 26 years old, was found dead on April 6 after going for a run in the mountainous region of Trentino Alto Ad, uh, Adige. His family raised the alarm when he failed to return and search teams found his body overnight. He'd suffered deep wounds to the neck, arms and chest and an autopsy carried out on Friday concluded that he'd been attacked by the bear, Italian news media reported. Local authorities asked for the animal to be euthanized after the attack, but Italian news agency ANSA reported uh, on Friday that the order to kill the bear had been suspended. Authorities had also applied for the bear to be put down in 2020 when it attacked a father and son in the same area, but a court ruling overturned the decision. Prosecutors said DNA samples taken after last week's attack matched a 17-year-old female bear identified as JJ4, Reuters reported. The bear wears a GPS radio collar that tracks movements, but the monitoring page for the animal said that there was a faulty signal from its collar before the fatal attack, Reuters reported. In March, a man was attacked by a bear in the same region, launching a debate on the dangers posed by the animals, which were reintroduced there between 1996 and 2004. A former ecology deputy who now works for the animal welfare group ENPA denounced the lack of precautions taken by local officials. Bears normally keep their distance from people, she argued. The local authority had to ensure people uh, that people were kept away from zones where female bears were raising their cubs, she added. In 2020, a brown bear was caught on camera climbing onto a balcony of an apartment building in northern Italy. <laughs> wow. That's a wild story. I um, it's I don't know. I don't have any defense for it. We actually haven't talked about Eurasian or European brown bears very much. We don't look up those. The, we did a series on bear attacks in the in North America, Canada and the United States. Uh, I believe being the the two countries where the, those occurred. I don't think there were any bear attacks in Mexico, uh, but maybe there were some captive bears. It doesn't really matter. I'd be interested in like looking into uh, Euro, European brown bears and how many people are killed by them. Um, and it's interesting. I didn't know that they had been reintroduced to that area of Italy. Um, between 1996 and 2004. That's, that is interesting. Um, guys, we don't have a, uh, a beastly biography today, um, but we will have one next week. If you would like to recommend an animal you would like to hear more about on the uh, beastly biography, or if you have any Scratch the Day articles you think you'd like me to talk about, or if you have an idea for an episode, please, you can uh, contact me um, via email or via you know, direct message. Uh, the email is manitispod at gmail.com, uh, or you can you know Instagram me, manitispodcast. Uh, at Manny's Podcast on Instagram or at Jimothy Chaps on, uh, you know, Instagram. Uh, we also have Facebook, facebook.com slash pod, And of course, the Patreon, as I mentioned earlier, there is a bonus episode up on the Patreon right now, patreon.com slash You can get all that good stuff. Guys, I will see you next week for a new episode of Man Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this series of shark attacks in South Africa. I hope you have a fantastic week. And as always, stay safe because as we've learned, it's a jungle out there.